It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Minnesota Vikings shut out the Las Vegas Raiders. It was their first shutout since 2017. The first time they had won a game without a touchdown since 1993. Both of those games against the Green Bay Packers. What went into the win? What should we be really concerned about moving forward? And how does the quarterback position bear itself out? And we dedicate this episode to my sweet doggy Claire, who passed away over the weekend. Welcome to the Real Fauno Show. Welcome to the Real Fauno Show. Hosted by Tyler Fornis, the managing editor of USA Today's Vikings Wire. Writer for the College Football Network. Publisher of Substack Run In Shooter. Host of The Good, The Bad, and The Hungry on the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network, as well as a founding member of Vikings First and Skull. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of The Real Forno Show. I'm your host, Tyler Fornis. With me, as always, in the top right corner, he is Rerun, or as I call him, Producer Dave. Dave, how are you? I'm doing great. Hey, we've got something right up here. Can you see it? I can see it. Alvin, thank you very much. That It's very kind of you, and I wish they would start Jaron Hall, but it's a little more complicated than that, and we're, we're going to talk about uh, that instance as well. Um, we're going to talk about a lot of different things with this uh, with this game. Um, I'm sorry, I'm a little... It's been it's been a rough weekend, as most of you know. Um, my sweet little doggy Claire, who we adopted in July, passed away. We believe from a brain tumor this weekend, and we just brought her to get cremated today. And it's been it's been really difficult. So um, if I kind of struggled today, um, I apologize. There she is, my 
my sweet little girl. Um, I miss her. I miss her a lot. Um, I'm going to try not to cry. I've been doing a lot of that lately. So, but um, she lived a really, on honestly, a really bad life until um, the puppy mill uh, that she was at uh, dumped her off at the at the rescue we got her from, which was Underdog Rescue. Um, Underdog Rescue saved her, and then we were able to adopt her and give her a good home. And she was the best. She was just a sweet little girl, as you can tell. And we got to show her what uh, being a uh, a spoiled dog is really like, and we're we're very glad about that. And yeah, she's a she was the best, as you can tell. Her her body was a little little weird shaped because um, because she was basically in a cage her entire life, uh, force bred um, for a breeder. She had we don't even know how many how many litters of puppies, but uh, she was, she was my sweet little girl and I miss her, but we'll be able to share that love down the line with, uh, with another dog. Um, and I hope we're able to do that as Dave, my camera focused in, was that you or was that the camera? My camera was the camera that was on your end. Uh, you know, it did that the other day Uh and I don't know why, but and, when I was recording with Judd and De- Declan and zoom out further me. is the command. Zoom out further. There we go. Okay. We, yeah, we're good. Yeah. So, um, Gary, thank you very much. That's so kind of you. Um, please, if you can, um, underdog rescue, Minnesota, help them out, adopt a dog, and save a life. These dogs come from just, you hear about it, and then you get a dog that ended up in one of those spots, and they change your life more than just as much as you change theirs. Um, help them out. Well, if we adopt, we're going to end up adopting from another rescue. The things that these puppy mills and breeders do to these dogs is just unconscionable. And we're glad that we could at least give you Claire a little bit of something. So underdog rescue, help them out. Um, so everything tonight is dedicated to Eclair. And I'm just glad that Odie is still happy and healthy. So you'll still get plenty of pictures and, and stuff of Odie moving down the line. But this goes out to my sweet little girl. Um, okay, let's have a conversation about this team because I think I could talk, <laughs> talk about Eclair all night and I, I don't want to cry anymore. Um, what also made me cry was that pathetic Vikings game <laughs> yesterday. Um, thank you. Uh, my worthless opinion. You're never worthless to me. Um, it's very kind of you. Um, the Vikings only mustered three points, and I haven't counted how many plays that the Raiders ran in Vikings territory, but it was not a lot. And I, I want to say it was something in the neighborhood of like six or seven because they were never able to do anything other than punt. It was punts and turnovers. Um, 
No, hold on. They did get down into the red zone once. I had forgotten about that. Um, they got into the red zone, and then the Vikings did force uh, a turnover. Josh Metellus, um forced a fumble. Kai Blackman recovered it. And who, buddy, that was that was awesome. Um, outside of that, the Raiders literally did nothing on offense. And it was it, it, the defense. The defense deserves every every bit of praise for this game. And you can look at it across the board. The pass rush was effective, but it also like, like early on, it looked like it wasn't getting home at all. And they were just telling Aiden O'Connell, look, we're going to drop eight, figure it out. And the problem with dropping eight and only rushing three is if those guys get blocked relatively quickly, and you hold those blocks, then all of a sudden your defenders are covering for three, four, five, six, seven, eight seconds. That's when things happen. And the way some of these rules work in coverage. So the Vikings play a lot of what's called man match. It's like a zone and man coverage hybrid where instead of I'm going to own, I'm going to occupy this zone. So if, if you're occupying like this box, it's not quite as simple as I need to just stay and police this box. Man match is I am going to guard this guy into this box. The second he leaves that box, I'm going to pass him over to the next guy where you're guarding a guy within a zone instead of guarding just a zone. And that's how uh, early in the game they uh, converted a third down because the pass rush didn't get home. And then all of a sudden, with these man match rules that they had a little bit of confusion after like seven seconds with a pass off. And that's how um, the running back, I believe it was Josh Jacobs ended up uh, sliding across uh, two defenders, catching the ball and taking it about um, like 15 uh, yards for a first down. Um, And yeah, it was, it was tough. Uh, It was an unfortunate instance and you look at at those things, and it, yeah, you, you want more. You want things to be better. But it, they did get better throughout the rest of the game. And we're going to talk more about the defense. We're going to talk about Ivan Pace Jr. We're going to talk about Daniel Hunter. Daniel Hunter still half a sack away from a million dollar bonus. He's going to get that half sack in the last four games. He's going to. He's at thirteen and a half. It. I thought he had half a sack uh, yesterday, but I think because of how the bodies were layered on Aiden O'Connell, they didn't actually give it to Hunter, even though he was a part of taking him down the way they kind of count sacks. It's a little wonky. So you're talking about the one where DJ Wanham got it. I think so. Hunter was involved in taking him down. Hunter was the one that redirected the um, O'Connell. Grabbed him, sort of spun him, and DJ won him. Just whop. Mm-hmm. That's a technical term. That whomp, whomp, smash, kick. Uh-huh. It's like we're watching Adam West and Batman from 1964. Exactly. Grew up that with that as a kid. Mm-hmm. Yes. So. <sighs> I'm trying to figure out where we should start here. You know what? Let's get to the elephant in the room. Everybody wants to talk about quarterbacks. 
Um, we had Alvin give us a super chat earlier. Thank you very much, Alvin. All of you who are being given super chats, we shouted each and every one of you out already. It means the world to us. Thank you. Um, especially, you know, the, us here at my house dealing with such a tough time losing to Claire. Um, it, it means a lot. So thank you. Um, but Jaron Hall, uh, we, I think we have to talk about why Jaron Hall is not involved. If I were running the team, um, Oh, wait, we have to get some more important things. Dave Gary asks what I ended up eating for my birthday. And listen, I, I got to tell you, it, it, it was a nail biter on where we were going to go. I initially was like, okay, I want to go to smack shack. But then my parents were going to take us out for uh, my birthday. And all right, so we're not going to go to Smack Shack. We're going to go to Smack Shack with my parents. Because Eclair kind of went uh, and took a turn for the worst, we didn't go. So we stayed home. But then I'm like, okay, I kind of want a steak. So I thought about Texas Roadhouse. And then I, I thought, you know what? I kind of want barbecue. So we're going to go to Big Boar in Hanover, which is about 25 minutes from where I live. Not too bad. And then, you know, I'm like, you know what? My wife mentioned, well, why not Cove? You love seafood. It's a little bit of a different thing. So we went to Cove and Wyzetta, which is like right on Lake Minnetonka. So it and the way the, the place is built, it almost feels like you're on the coast. Really cool atmosphere. The food was good. Uh, the clam chowder was dope. It was like the, the potatoes were red pot- potatoes instead of like your standard russet. So it gave it a little bit of extra. And yeah, we red. spent a bunch of in the Red River Valley. I know, but it was very, very good. Oh. And it was, yeah, it was just really good stuff. Um, we spent a bunch of money and then we came home. I had a few bush lights and hung out. And of course, you know me, I did a bunch of work because I'm an absolute sicko. And yeah, I had a, I had a good birthday. Eclair had a pretty good day on my birthday. So we thought things were kind of turning a corner. Um, but yeah, so we got that out of the way. Let's talk about this quarterback uh, controversy. Hostway is already asking about my opinion on KOC benching Dobbs. We're going to get there. Uh, I think we need to start with uh, Jaron Hall because it, when Alvin did send us a super chat, he mentioned Vikings should be starting Jaron Hall. There are elements that I didn't necessarily think of initially when it came to how to pick the starting quarterback, Dave. And a lot of it has to do with the culture in the locker room where the culture, Dave, uh, is that we are going to try to win. We're going to try to win football games. And there's a very good chance that the players know that Jaron Hall is not the best quarterback, not the best option for this football team. You can't try to win football games and put your worst of the three options as a starter. You just can't. You can't sell that to your organization. You can't sell that to your players. And in turn, that's, that's just kind of the cost of business, I guess. I don't know if that's the right way to frame that answer, but you, you just can't do that. And the Vikings ended up picking Dobbs some continuity, give him an opportunity with Je- uh, Justin Jefferson coming back and he got hurt. Why did he get hurt? Dobbs kind of threw up a little bit of a hospital ball. And Chris, I do not need to credit Bushlight as a source when I'm writing. I do need to credit Bushlight as a <laughs> when you and I are hanging out. But other than that, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, Chris is a long, long-term friend of mine. He was, he was a, a groomsman at my wedding. Um, awesome human. Um, but the, that's kind of the big thing. 
you have to make sure that your players are on board with it. Now, if you see, oh, he is the best option for this team moving forward to win football games now. Then you do it. Then you then you do it. Um, it I view these guys differently than I think the team does. I view Hall, Mullins, and Dobbs in the same bucket. And you've heard me talk about this before. You, I put them in the same bucket. And then I would start Hall because I think his ceiling is untapped and unknown. And I think that gives you at least something to one, look forward to. And two, you could overachieve based on what your initial expectations are versus Dobbs. He had those great couple games and then he came back down to earth. And this is kind of what Dobbs is. And the throw to Jefferson three during the week. And that, and that's why I said like it's different for us seeing it versus what the players and coaches see every single day. It's obvious if Hall was the best guy to be starting Hall and he's not the best guy. And you know what? That's okay. He's a fifth round rookie. So it's, it can be a little frustrating that even though I kind of view it like that, you also have to take into the locker room like account and how the players see it. Cause the players matter. They matter more than the coaches in these decisions. Cause if the players aren't happy, nobody's happy. And the players can be like, I don't like the decision, but I get it. And that, that I can see um, like talking about Dobbs versus Mullins. So the players may like, you know what? We want to start Mullins, but we get why you're starting Dobbs. He did play really well for us for two games. And he deserves a chance to play with Jefferson. Well, then he went 10 of 23 for 67 yards and 20, 63 yards and 21 yards on the ground. Mullins comes in and just lights it up. 88 yards on 13 attempts. It's, it's good stuff. And the reason why I thought they would go with Mullins out of the bye week was because he's kind of like discount Kirk Cousins in the way he plays the game, the way he is able to fire the ball in uh, with rhythm and timing and good precision. Something that Josh Dobbs just doesn't have. Dobbs is not a guy to throw with precision. And that's cost us. It's cost us honestly at least one win. You have to be able to figure those things out. Now, we don't know for sure who's going to be the starting quarterback next week. They will announce it later this week, according to Kevin O'Connell. I think it's going to be Mullins. Mullins came in in a situation where he was cold, and he led the Vikings to a win. I think you give him the starting nod against the Cincinnati Bengals. I think he's experienced. He's basically discount Kirk Cousins. If you went to Dollar General and bought Kirk Cousins, you get Nick Mullins. And that... Look, none of these guys are recipe to win a Super Bowl this year. If they're going to win a Super Bowl. It's going to be on the um, on the hands of Justin Jefferson and the legs of that defense. It's not going to be because of who's playing quarterback. You want the guy playing quarterback to be good enough. I think Mullins would be good enough to ride the wave of a great defense. But even that, it, it's a little hard to say, hey, I believe the Vikings can win a Super Bowl because you have Nick Mullins and a great defense. It's not quite that simple. But what I do think is the case here, Dave, you have this great defense and you have a quarterback that can play with rhythm and timing, which is a, the biggest part of the Kevin O'Connell offense. 
You look at the run concepts. One, two, three, four, five. Hitch. Drop that back foot. Fire. You need to be able to do that. Josh Dobbs wasn't able to do that. He wasn't able to do so with any form of consistency. And that ended up being a massive, massive red flag. And I talked about it in an article I wrote a couple weeks ago where I thought what Dobbs was doing was sustainable. Why was it sustainable? His process was good. He was doing the right things. The problem is, even though you're showing that you can do the right things, doesn't mean you always continue that same process. And he didn't. And I thought, and Dave, you and I were talking. I think I actually think um, we might have been on the phone at that exact same time where we were texting uh, at when he got replaced. It was, it was great. It was awesome. It was needed. And it ended up being the difference in the game. It was. He came in. Now, Mullins, all his balls weren't exactly on target. But you saw the rhythm there. You saw him one, two, three, four, five, step back, plant, and fire the ball off. And he completed almost as much as Dobbs did in half the throws. It was much better. It was a spark. And it was seemed what was back to normal Vikings football under O'Connell, which was a good thing. And I would like to see Mullins start this week because of that. I would love to see Hall start, but I don't think that's going to happen. It's going to be Mullins. Now, the question is, if they choose to start Mullins, does Dobbs get regulated to QB3, or is he going to be QB2? I'm hoping it's QB3, and they move Hall up to QB2. I don't think they will. And that's just kind of the tone I get from how Kevin O'Connell's handled the situation and just me trying to read between the tea leaves. And it's not an indoctrination of anything about Hall's talent. He's just not there yet. And that's okay. He's a rookie. Um, I do want to share this. um, If you can see it, Um, Odie is uh, watching. He is watching me with the wife downstairs. (laughs) And that's, yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, I want to answer Josue's question um, because he explicitly asked earlier what I thought of the change. I was a big supporter of it. I thought they should have done it earlier. I don't think it was this massive deal that they didn't do it at halftime. I thought that's when it should have been done. You go in and you tell Dobbs, look, you worked your butt off. You tried. It's not working. We're going to have to go to Mullins. And I think that would have been the right time to do it. Um, O'Connell also... uh, I don't know if this was reported or if this was speculated and I don't remember exactly where I heard it. I think it might've been the lockdown postcast where O'Connell has a soft spot for Dobbs because he was Dobbs. And when, when he gets to a certain point, coaches have given up on him and O'Connell didn't want to do that. So he gave him a little bit more leash and I get it. I get it completely. Because you know what? Maybe if you are the guy that believes in him, things will be different. It hasn't turned out to be that way. And that's unfortunate for all parties because everybody would just love for Josh Jobs to be great. Josh Jobs is great. The Vikings got a quarterback for basically nothing who's playing great football. They have a chance at maybe making a run to the Super Bowl. Like uh, There are so many elements of that that would just be great. It didn't. 
it didn't. Lefty, thank you for becoming a member. I'm explaining a little bit why that's important because Thursday you're going to get something special. Uh, and I don't think Hall will be anything other than QB3 unless the Vikings are completely out of it or Mullins then tanks. You're like, okay, we got to see what Hall has. I do think that the Vikings are locked into a playoff spot and they have nothing to play for week 18. That might be an opportunity to give Jaron Hall some run. I don't know if they will. I don't know if that's going to be in the plans, but it's something to think about. It is something to think about as I take a sip and Dave, let's uh, let's get your take and kind of, are you kind of in agreement on this whole quarterback situation or do you kind of see it a different way? Uh, I think, I think the Vikings basically have no choice right now. They go to Mullins, hope that Mullins can stay within rhythm, get some halfway decent production enough to score points and allow the defense to do its thing, and hopefully we ride that into the playoffs. And from there, if that doesn't work, go once we are mathematically eliminated, then go to Hall. I think that's the way they're going to go. I don't think we're going to see any more of Josh Dobbs, unfortunately. And that is what it is. You still, hey, I understand the belief of Kevin O'Connell, the wanting him to succeed, but maybe you know bringing him in midseason and not having the whole off season to work with him was, you know, it was a nice idea, but it may not work now. Whether they try to bring him back as a you know backup quarterback next year, we have no idea. We'll find out. Um, we'll find out. Go get him, Mullins. I hope his back his back holds up. Yes. Without a doubt. And you hope Hall is QB too. So do I, brother. Mm-hmm. So do I. Um, and also, yes, we can still win the North. We own our own fate. We are now two games behind the Kittens. And that means if we win out, we win the NFC North. Question is, can we win out? We've got some winnable games ahead of us. They aren't a big deal. I got into mm-hmm. a... Massive discussion with a Cowboys fan buddy of mine last night. I said, hey, your boys are in first place. And he goes, yeah, but we won't be. I said, what do you mean (laughs) you won't be? And he goes, if you play out the Eagles and you play out the Cowboys schedule, the Eagles win because they have one less loss in the conference. I said, yeah, but right now you're in first. And he says, yeah, and then look at our schedules. And uh, the Eagles is relatively simple, and the Cowboys is brutal. The Eagles, their last three games are Giants, Cardinals, Giants. Mm -hmm. You can't get easier than that. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. Just just brutal. Um, Yes, Clifford, the Lions are starting to Lions. You betcha. Let's hope they keep going. Um, I do want to thank everybody for joining the show here live tonight, or if you're listening on podcast or watching on demand, we greatly appreciate you as well. I do want to say um, lefty did just join as a premium subscriber and premium subscribers are going to get a benefit on Thursday, Thursday afternoon, two 30 PM central time. Connor Rogers of NBC sports is joining us for our first episode of skull search. We're going to talk a lot of draft prospects. It's going to be separate from the Real Forno Show. We're going to talk about that on here, too. 
But the first 24 hours and the live show will only be for premium subscribers. Then, 24 hours later, it will be for everybody. What? Why are you shaking your head? I think we have a problem. If we record it, I can set it for premium only. I don't think I can do that with a live show. Well, then we won't do it live. We'll record it and we'll get it uploaded right away. So Mm -hmm. that will be something that everybody who is a premium subscriber will get to take advantage of. And 24 hours later, it will go to everybody else. You will get the opportunity to see it first. And that is our gift to you for being a premium subscriber. And that's going to be consistent throughout a lot of this offseason. We'll do some of them live. And some of them we're going to save for our premium subscribers so they get the benefit because we want to make sure that you get the opportunity to enjoy that premium subscription. Now, go get a mask. If you thought the play calling was good in this game. That comes back to the same old question. Is it play calling or is it execution? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. I'm going to hold off on the play calling question until I get a chance to watch all 22. All 22 will tell us if it's play calling or if it's execution. Now, some of it's going to have to be, hey, they were injured. They lost multiple players to injury for the game. And they lost a couple others to minor injuries where they came back. Brandon Powell and Dalton Reisner came back. Justin Jefferson brought Ian O'Neill, Alexander Madison. All left and didn't come back. Ooh. Everybody that's Excuse telling me. me we can have a live stream members only, I will have to check. It's because I use Ecamm, we may have to set it up via YouTube first, but I'm going to have to look to make sure I can do that. I will ask the experts. I know them. Either way. That write either the program. way. Subscribers are going to get first crack at it. Yes. And if you, no if you don't know Connor Rogers of NBC Sports, genuinely one of the nicest people you will ever have a conversation with in NFL draft media. Good friend of mine. And he's also really good at this kind of get the trifecta here. Um, We have a quite a bit more to talk about here, but I do want to mention as I talked earlier, and I know a lot of you were still here. um, This show is dedicated to my sweet girl, Claire who passed away. um, Sadly this weekend um, that we believe due to a brain tumor. And please uh, go help out and donate to Underdog Rescue Minnesota, who saved Eclair and helped her get a little bit of happiness before she passed away and is helping thousands of other dogs do the same. Um, it is a, uh, a no 
Uh, it is a foster only rescue. So if you want to foster in Minnesota or if you just want to help out, they take all kinds of donations as well. In her honor, I would ask that you please uh, donate to them as if we ever decide to get a second dog for Odie, who is doing okay. Um, he's, I think he's a little lonesome, but he's always with us. So he's not that lonely, which is good. If we do decide to get him another one, I believe we're going to go through underdog again because they're, they're great people and they do great work. Uh, and it's really important work because these dogs don't deserve what they've gotten. They deserve way more. Okay. Now let's talk about those injuries. Kevin O'Connell had a press conference this afternoon as he does the day after every single Vikings game. And when you kind of take a look at it, Justin Jefferson suffers chest injury. Now you can ask yourself, why is he suffering a chest injury when the shoulder was to his back? Well, one of the interesting things kind of about how your torso is made up the ribs, it's almost like, like an odd shaped cylinder. Like you get hit one in one spot because of how it's all interconnected. It can impact the front. Like, and that's, that's relatively normal. So he he had a chest injury. Um, They didn't know how severe it was. They knew he wasn't going to come back. So they did send him to a local hospital. What Kevin O'Connell did say was they just wanted to make sure he was safe to fly home. And he was, and he's listed as day to day. I would project based on everything I know that he will play Sunday or sorry, Saturday afternoon, but we genuinely don't know if he's going to play. And I think that that's going to be really interesting to see how everything progresses. It's, it's a wait and see game. Stuff like this can be really touchy, like touch and go. So we'll see how things evolve, adapt, progress with this group. And from there, we'll make a decision on Jefferson Uh, O'Neal, Ankle injury, I believe uh, it. that's more of like a week-to-week kind of thing. Um, I, I can't remember the exact verbiage of what Kevin O'Connell said about O'Neal, but it wouldn't shock me if he was out this weekend. And you know what? Questenberry did fine. He did fine, considering. Now, I'm not going to say he was good. It was passable. And for a backup, passable is good. You're not going to expect your backup to be dominant, but if you're capable, that's going to go a long way into helping. And then Alexander Madison, uh, it wouldn't shock me if he, if he gotten hurt before the play where he left for the game because of kind of how things manifested. It didn't look like he actually got hurt on that play. It looked like it's just like, Oh yeah, won't let me do that. And then he ended up leaving the game. I believe his is an ankle as well. Um, I'm not quite sure the time frame on that, but those are the three big injuries. Um, Jordan Hicks, they're not 100% sure when his he will be brought back for to open his practice window. Um, uh, O'Connell was asked about that today. And look, the Bengals are a team firing on all cylinders without Joe Burrow. Zach Taylor deserves a lot of credit. That team is now seven and six. They just beat the Colts. Who are in line to get a wild card spot, and the Jaguars, who are in line to win the AFC South in back to back weeks. Um, sorry, I got a lot of during the presser and all the injury updates that KOC gave, which is nice of KOC to give those, mm-hmm. and especially when he was asked about particular players, nobody asked about Davenport. 
nor was there an update given. And you can see my enthusiasm over that. Disgust. Mm. We could we could use him. Yeah, I absolutely agree. I, I'm I'm honestly a little surprised nobody's asked about Davenport. Why wouldn't you ask about Davenport? The tightrope ankle surgery. Well, he is tight. He had tightrope surgery. Uh, I believe it was announced about three weeks ago. So timeline wise, he could theoretically be back this week. Maybe next week. We should be asking about that. Get an answer because you know what? Davenport healthy can make a really big impact on this defense, especially with how hurt the defensive line has been. We, that question should be asked. I wish I was in the room to ask it, but that's something I hope to be doing next year. All right, now let's move on. We got to talk a little bit more about this defense, and then we're going to get out of here. Look, oh, the Vikings good. ended up the Vikings shut out the Raiders. How did they do it? They confused Aiden O'Connell and they tackled really well in space. Tackling really well in space was key to getting this win, especially when the ball was getting in the hands of guys like Devontae Adams, Jacoby Myers, Josh Jacobs. And they were really aggressive at attacking the football. That third down pass to Michael Mayer in his hands. He's about to tuck it away. Cam Bynum, boom, right in the football. And those things matter. Those things matter a lot. And that is taught. Mm -hmm. That's not a natural reaction for a defensive back. They're going to come in to tackle. You've got to teach and through repetition, that you come in, bam, with that fist and knock that ball out. Mm-hmm. Those things matter. They matter a lot. And all those, all those little things here and there, they add up. And the Vikings were able to get pressure on O'Connell without doing a ton of blitzing, which I actually thought they were going to blitz him a lot to make him make really fast and quick decisions but they decided to, to do the coverage route, especially because you have guys like Adams and Myers who can really take advantage of you in open space and with route running. Well, they decided, you know what? We're just going to we're going to make you earn it. We're going to make you figure out how to how to beat our coverages because we don't think you can do it. And guess what? They didn't. And it worked out pretty well for the Vikings. They ended up winning, and they're at 7-6. and six. Now, the big caveat of this team, Dave, Ivan Pace Jr. What a stud this guy has turned out to be. And I was asked earlier today on Purple Daily on Draft on the Purple Daily podcast feed and YouTube channel, why was Pace on draft? And I kind of looked at it like this. He's very odd for what his position is. 5'10 and a half. 235 pounds and his best trait is blitzing and rushing the passer. Not exactly the archetype you want from a middle linebacker. He struggled moving laterally in space. He couldn't shed blocks really well when it came to fitting the run. That kind of stuff matters when you're a middle linebacker. Excuse me. Well, I, I thought the second he got in with Brian Flores, Flores loves to use guys in specific roles. So I thought they would be doing a lot more rotations and bring guys into play like specific uh, duties. Guys like Josh Metellus. Oh, we're going to just going to blitz you to oblivion. Metellus has become an every down player. 
Ivan Pace, I thought he would be a great blitzing linebacker on third down because he's so short and compact and understands how to use leverage. He can blow up a guard. He can dip his shoulder and get underneath because he's so small. You know, those things matter. But he's become an every down player and he deserves every single iota of praise for how he's been able to go about this and figure out how to be great. Do you think he can win D-Roy? Yes, but it's going to be an uphill climb, and it has nothing to do with his play. Pedigree. Stats, he's he's blowing everybody else away. But his competition is going to be top 10 picks. That matters. Uh-huh. That matters. Um, prestige, pedigree, the knowledge. Now, I, I, I what I'm going to say is going to sound insulting, but it's not. There are people like me who cover this team and I get really granular. There are people who their job is not to get granular. Their job is to be a, a broad thinker, um, cover the game from a broad perspective. And a lot of the guys who vote for the associated press MVP don't necessarily get super granular with their analysis. They have to look at things from a broad perspective and they're doing more storytelling than gritty analysis. And that's where narratives and exposure matter. Will Anderson having a great game is going to get amplified. You know why? He was the third overall pick. Jalen Carter having a great game is going to be amplified. He was the 10th overall pick. Ivan Pace Jr. doing it as a UDFA, and especially at linebacker where it's a lower profile position, not going to get amplified as much. So those things matter. And that's why Ivan Pace, unfortunately, is going to have to do a little bit more than those other guys. And it's, it's not an insult. It's just kind of the nature of how some of these awards come to play. And we talk about it with the pro bowl. If you're an offensive lineman, you are, it's a lot of that kind of stuff has to do with reputation. Lane Johnson's one of the best right tackles to ever play football. You think he's going to have a a great reputation vote to get in the pro bowl. Yep. That's just kind of the nature of the beast. And it's not saying that pace doesn't deserve it. I, I really think he deserves to be in that top conversation. At the end of the day, sometimes that's not enough and it doesn't matter because there are other factors at play and he's going to have a really difficult task to be able to get to that spot. And we'll see. We will see how things get impacted and yeah, it's just a way to see I love that he has a chip on his shoulder that every team passed up on him in the draft and the only one willing to give him a shot was the Minnesota Vikings. And he's already well, said he's going to show it. That's not entirely true to every other team. Yes. There was other people that wanted him as a UDFA here. Come try to make the team play special teams, but it's the Minnesota Vikings that said, Hey, come on up. You win yourself a job. You've got it. And he did just that. He proved that he can be a starter. Wear the green dot. Remember, he was wearing the green dot in training camp. That's amazing. The whole story about him doing that is amazing. Because normally UDFAs take some of the great ones. Hey, mm-hmm. Adam Thielen. It took him a year you know, before he started and then it was special teams, and then it was this. That's the normal progression. Nope. He's playing. He's playing a lot. 
and he's impacting mm-hmm. the game. And I got to love that. And I love the fact he didn't get drafted because of his size. Everybody saw him and goes, he's too small. That's it. He listed at 5'10 and a half. We know those measurements are usually exaggerated a little bit. They probably see him and go, uh uh-uh. uh. You know, a good linebacker should be 6'2, 6'3, 6'4, you know, 240 pounds, 270 pounds, and be a beast. And they look at him and go, no way. He's not going to survive. But you can't measure heart. And what he has is heart. Norsefius, yes. There's another small man with heart that made it into the Hall of Fame because of what he did. And there's a lot similar between the two. But as Clifford said, Johnny Randall didn't start as a rookie. Ivan Pace is, and that's that's something. If he keeps this up, he's, his second contract is going to be a sweet one. Oh, yeah. Second contract is going to look real nice, and especially because of how he plays football, he's still going to provide more value than your standard middle linebacker because of how good he is blitzing. That's the key. He's still a really good blitzer, even though he's not being utilized to do that nearly as much as you might think he should be because of what his skill set is. And I, I'm very happy that he's a Minnesota Viking. I thought it was a great UDFA pickup. I would have. I remember talking, I believe it was talking to you, Dave, how I thought that he should have been a draft pick. I thought he should have been taken, and I was shocked he wasn't taken. But at the end of the day, we're in a position where the Vikings... Got lucky. And you know what? We talk a lot about the Lewisine pick and how it's kind of viewed uh, as a failure. Redemption ride. Good stuff. Good stuff. But high ride. Ooh, the high ride. Nice. Um, here's, Here's the thing. You can fail at those picks. But if you make up for it by getting a, let's say, Ivan Pace, I agreed as a fourth round pick. You got a fourth round pick as a UDFA in this theoretical exercise. And he's playing like a first round pick, like at, just as a rookie, he's playing as well as like a, you would expect a first round pick to play. Yeah, that's pretty good. I'm very happy with that. You should be very happy with that. And there, there are elements to being a general manager. It's not all about first round picks. First round picks theoretically are the easiest to hit on, but there are a lot of factors at play just like there is with every other pick. But if you hit on those depth picks, Blackman's a hit. Jay Ward, we don't know yet. He hasn't had enough opportunity to really make an impact on defense, but he's made an impact on special teams. Jaqueline Roy has, has flashed a little bit in the time he's been given. And then Dwayne McBride. McBride is a potential game changer at running back. We'll find out. But Addison, Blackman, Ivan Pace Jr., all big hits. That is good. That's very good for the Minnesota Vikings. Heck, and even Evans in his second year has produced when he's not injured. Um, yep. He's done well. But if T-Bass yep. was here, he would go, um, there is one player that was drafted that's missing. And nobody has seen him. Who? Jaron Hall? Lewis Seen. 
Oh, yeah. It, in my opinion, he's fifth on the depth chart, but the only reason Jay War gets played over him is special teams utility. And yeah, does it suck? Yep. Does it mean his career's over? No. But let's see what he is next year. He should have been something this year, but he's not. That's just kind of something we have to live with. And I'm not going to give up on him, but it's not looking good. Guys, that is our show. If you have any questions, I'll answer them real quick before we go. Um, otherwise, I'm I'm very appreciative that you joined here uh, for the Eclair Memorial Show and to talk about this very interesting win for the Minnesota Vikings, being able to beat the Las Vegas Raiders by a score of three to nothing. The first three to nothing game since November of 2007, where the Pittsburgh Steelers beat the Miami Dolphins in basically a monsoon, three to nothing. And I'm sure everybody's and, seen the the stat that since 2008. No team has won a three nothing game except for now the Minnesota Vikings. The record is one, two hundred and fifty five and two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I see our buddy Justin Day is in the comments. If oh, you cool. didn't know. Justin Day does podcasts for us. Yes, that's right, podcasts. All you have to go do is look for Vikings First and Skull on your favorite podcast aggregator. It could be iTunes. It could be Spotify. It could be whatever. It could be Google. I don't care. You could ask your favorite smart device, whether it be Alexa or I don't want to ask ask the other one because I've got it sitting right in front of me. Um, If you can play that podcast and sure enough, it happens. And there he is at least twice a week and he joins us on the live at the two minute warning our post game show which is fabulous. We had a great time this last weekend. And I highly encourage you to go watch it or listen to it. Listening to it's great when you're on your way to work, when you're at work and want to tune out your workmates. Absolutely fantastic. But he has a show coming up tonight. He shot in the link, but he can't link to it. And I will do it right here. He's going to talk about the crash. What crash is that? Well, it's not the financial crash. We haven't had that yet. It's about a certain <laughs> quarterback. Um, as we know, that uh, was nicknamed the Rocket Man. But hopefully that link went through. That is the link for his show tonight. It's scheduled to start at 8.25 p.m. Central. I highly encourage you to go over and give it a watch. Yes, absolutely. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for joining here tonight. Um, as Mary said in the comments, Claire will never be forgotten. And she will she will live forever. That sweet little girl. Um, I know only like one or two of you guys have actually met her in person. Um, but she was the best. And that smile, that happiness... And her, her, her weird little body because of how how she was in a crate for six years, basically. Uh, 
she'll be just sorely missed. And I can tell you, she had those six years in a crate, and then the last five months, she was loved. And I know that probably meant the world to her. Mm -hmm. And she'll always be loved. She'll always be loved. Until we see you on Wednesday night, where we're going to have a special guest. His name is Sands. You may have remembered him. He was on this show two years ago to preview Vikings Bengals. He'll be on again talking Vikings Bengals. And if it's inside zone or duo, and I'm sure I will get that wrong. Like I always do for Dave. I'm Tyler. Make sure you like comment, subscribe, all the things subscribe to our podcast, do all those things, help us continue to grow and subscribe to the uh, premium YouTube as well. And you'll get to see the chat with Connor Rogers before anybody else. One thing we always say, Skull Vikings, baby. Skull Vikings. Like. Subscribe. And ring the bell to get notifications. It helps us grow this community. And we all love our Minnesota Vikings. And on behalf of Tyler Fornis and myself, Dave Stefano, thank you so dearly for watching The Real Forno Show. Skull, everyone! When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. This has been a Vikings First and Skull production. Part of the Fans First Sports Network.